This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, it's time for our financial update with uh, KVMR's financial guy, Gary Zimmerman. And Gary, we spoke two weeks ago just before the Fed met to make a policy decision and you indicated the Federal Reserve might begin to raise its short-term interest rates by a quarter of a percent. Um, has that happened? Yes, Paul, that turned out to be the correct call. But it was a relatively easy one because the Fed policymakers from Dave Powell to several regional Federal Reserve Bank presidents had been signaling, signaling well before the meeting that they were likely to start raising their overnight interbank federal funds interest rate target, which was essentially at zero to 25 basis points or a quarter percent. So yeah, they, you know, they did it. Um, and again, the feds are federal reserves, our nation's central bank and they're, you know, policymakers have, you know, limited number of tools, including, you know, short-term interest rates, and they, they use those to influence the financial markets and the economy. But the, you know, one thing I should point out, we can't expect instantaneously resu instantaneous results on the economy's growth rate or the inflation rate from, you know, from this just one change. You know, normally it takes time between Fed policy changes on interest rate, or even if they're buying bonds to, to move interest rates around uh, before those changes really impact the financial markets. Um, that part goes pretty quickly, but it's the, the slow part is that it can take you know months or quarters um, before those changes might impact the whole economy. So it takes time. Well, Gary, uh, I understand there was a dissenting vote at the meeting. One Fed policymaker wanted to raise rates by more than a quarter point. Is that unusual? No, it's not at all unusual, Paul. Um, Fed policymakers don't always agree, um, and they do make public comments and speeches that are, you know, important way for them to let folks know what's going on and what they think is happening with the economy and financial markets. And so it's also a way that they kind of signal to the markets you know, where they expect policy to be going, you know, based on the data and the trends that uh, that they're watching at the time. So. You know, it's okay that they don't all agree, and it you know gives a more robust discussion policy debates. I think, uh, Gary, um, it'll be several weeks before the Fed meets again. Uh, have they given any sign about future interest rate changes? Yes, Paul. Probably the most important comment or signal came from Fed Chair Jay Powell, who suggested at the press conference immediately after the meeting that the Fed might make larger than quarter percent uh, increases in their target overnight interest rate. Um, and it depends, going to depend on what the data are telling them and how the economy is performing. Um, he wasn't alone, though. I mean, there have been several other policymakers who you know, noted their preference for raising rates higher or faster, or I think in one case, both. Um, and so some you know, made comments, public comments suggesting the Fed may want to increase their, you know, target rate by a half a percentage point in May and also in June. So, um, yeah, lots of lots of uncertainty there. Uh, Gary, interest rates are still very low. So how much higher will the Fed have to raise their target interest rate before it's uh, uh, it is slowing the economy rather than still boosting growth? Oh, that's a great question, Paul. Fortunately, the Fed policymakers provided the information uh, in their projections for the economy that were published after the meeting. Um, they provided uh, 
you know, part of that is they provide a projection for the Fed's overnight target interest rate, um, which is now one quarter to one half percent, and for the end of the next uh, couple of years. So, for example, they're they're expecting at the end of this year, um, one point nine percent would be the median projection for all of the. Um, policymakers. Uh, 1.9% is probably still maybe even marginally supporting growth. Uh, it's low enough. Um, by the end of 2023 and 2024, they're seeing that that rate would be 2.8%. And that's 2.8% is, you know, marginally going to slow growth and lower the inflation rate. Um, so that's, you know, that's in comparison to what they think longer run, I guess we might call the a neutral rate that isn't you know boosting growth or slowing it, um, that when they are estimating at about 2.4%. So you know higher in 2023 and 2024 enough to slow down things a bit. Okay, Gary, let me switch gears. Uh, will the Fed's move towards higher interest rates slow down the economy and slow inflation, or just cause a recession? <laughs> okay, now we're getting, okay. Yeah, the higher short-term interest rates, you know, will also put, push up longer-term interest rates as well, like ten-year Treasury bonds and thirty-year fixed-rate mortgages, etc. Um, and you know, and the impact of that on the economy over the next couple of years will be to slow growth. The, the big question is how much. Uh, but as as Fed Chair pointed out at the after the meeting last two, I guess now almost two weeks ago. Um, the economy is very near at full employment. We do have inflation that has moved well above the Fed's 2% inflation goal, you know, now pushing in the 5 6 7% range, depending on which indicator you're looking at. So you know, some slowing is certainly an appropriate policy at this point. Gary, one more question. Oh, exactly what is a recession? And then are there any of the Fed policymakers projecting that the economy will fall into a recession this year or possibly next? Okay, let me start with the easy one, Paul. A recession is usually described as a, a period of usually two quarters or six months uh, where the real gross domestic product or output for the economy actually declines for two quarters in a row. So uh, that that's the typical indicator of a recession. And there are some indicators that, you know, often kind of lead recessions like the yield curve, for example, that are close to indi indicating a recession. But there are other indicators like the smooth recession probability index, which is, you know, not showing a recession at this point. But back back to your question, as of March 16th, at the, after the meeting, none of the Fed governors or Reserve Bank presidents were projecting a recession, as far as I can tell from the projections. You know, if we look at the Fed policymakers' projections on real GDP growth rates over the next several years, we'll see that uh, they do see real GDP growth rates gradually slowing, but they're still projecting growth that would be faster than the Fed's longer-run projection of, you know, 1.8% annual rate of, of GDP growth. So, you know, they're looking in 2022 at about you know 2.8% um, GDP growth for the year, about half of what it was in 2021. Uh, 2023, 2.2%. 2024, down to 2%. So still above that you know long-run projection of 1.8%. Um, and none none of the GDP projections um, are are negative. So that you know indication and. In, and no, none of them are showing spikes in the unemployment rate either. So, you know, I think they're concerned about real recession risks ahead, but they're not projecting a recession. Pretty much based, I think, on the strength of the economy that we see today. Well, these are strange and unusual times, so we'll just have to see what happens.
Thank you so much, and we'll chat again in two weeks. Okay, sounds good. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.